presented by Emergent. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghuman Ovalin. It's Wednesday. The big thing we're watching today, Vice President Kamala Harris heads to Poland. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. At 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Vice President Kamala Harris departs for Warsaw, Poland, where she'll be thrust in the middle of the first major standoff between NATO countries since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. With tough sanctions in place, a Russian oil and gas embargo announced by President Biden, and a no-fly zone ruled out, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's desperate plea for Polish fighter jets is the most significant outstanding request from Ukraine. The quick backstory, Ukraine wants more planes, specifically fighter jets from Poland. The idea would be that the U.S. would backfill those planes to Poland and Poland would transfer those planes to Ukraine. But the decision to transfer the military hardware has been hampered by the same fraud question that shadows every effort by the U.S. and Europe to punish Russia and aid Ukraine. Will it escalate the conflict in a way that makes NATO a combatant against Russia? Harris will land in Poland on a mission to rally NATO against Russian aggression, but her visit will now be dominated by the question of why the U.S. and Poland have so far fumbled the transfer deal. On a call previewing the trip, a senior administration official conceded the issue would be front and center. Quote, we've been in dialogue with the Poles for some time about how best to provide a variety of security assistance to Ukraine. And that's a dialogue that absolutely will continue up to and as part of the vice president's trip. It is rare that a vice president steps into the middle of such an important diplomatic negotiation. Ukraine is desperate for air power. The Poles have kicked the decision to the Americans, or at least tried to. The question of whether a transfer can happen without triggering a dangerous escalation is unanswered. The world will be watching how Harris handles this delicate moment. If she unlocks a U.S.-Poland-Ukraine transfer deal, it would be a monumental foreign policy success for someone who has few to speak of in her time as a senator and vice president. After months and months of negotiating and three short-term spending patches, congressional leaders released the text of a bipartisan $1.5 trillion government funding deal last night around 1.30 a.m. The House will take up the bill this morning and also consider a four-day so-called continuing resolution, just in case the Senate needs more time to get this bill to Biden's desk. Funding is currently set to run out Friday at midnight, and House Democrats are headed to Philly for their annual three-day retreat, while senators will also huddle for one-day retreats here in D.C., leaving little time to clear this kahuna of a 2,700-page document. Our Politico pro colleagues Jennifer Schultes and Connor O'Brien have more on what's actually in the legislation in today's playbook, but a quick breakdown. It increases domestic spending by about 7% to $730 billion. It also substantially boosts defense spending by about 6% to $782 billion. The bill includes $14 billion in Ukraine assistance and about $16 billion in pandemic funding. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 11 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 2 p.m., Biden and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo will meet with business leaders and a bipartisan group of governors to discuss competitiveness legislation. At 6.15, Biden will deliver remarks at the Democratic Senators' Issues Conference at Howard University. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy will hold his weekly press briefing at 11.30. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold hers at 1.15. The Senate is out today. One last thing before we get out of here, Steve Clemens is joining Project Coda, the temporary name for the global news startup founded by former Bloomberg CEO Justin Smith and former New York Times media columnist Ben Smith. Clemens will serve as editor-at-large and run its global live journalism operations. All right, that's all I've got for you today. 
For more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Emerging threats never stop, and neither does Emergent. As a leader in bringing light-protecting products to market, Emergent helps protect people from things we hope will never happen. So we are prepared just in case they ever do. For more than two decades, they've developed, manufactured, and delivered protections against critical health threats, from fighting cholera and smallpox to counteracting opioid overdoses. Go deeper at www.emergentbiosolutions.com.